0: Welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith.
1: What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast, and today is a special episode. You guys know I don't almost ever have anybody on the show with me. It's typically just myself. But today I have a good friend, uh, Desi Maynor. He is actually from the same town I am, and uh, a couple years older than me, but has a really, really interesting story, a successful business, Um Crazy, crazy smart guy when it comes to leadership. And I thought it'd be super valuable to bring him on because he works with businesses um, all over the country, but especially in our area, uh, helping build their leadership teams, um, drive more sales and that kind of stuff. And so Desi, welcome to the show. It's good to have you.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Super excited to see what we uh, get into today and uh, how we can add value to some of these leaders who are trying to grow a business. Yep. Yep. No, for sure. So, uh, these guys that listen to the show, they know that I'm very
1: off the cuff. I'm I'm not super formal mm-hmm. on how I do these things. And so we're just gonna have a real conversation and everyone gets to listen to it. Um, Love it. and I'm sure I'm gonna learn a lot too. So I'm super, super excited. I actually, uh, Nicole wax. Um, I got lunch with her the other day yeah. and, and she had brought you up that you had worked with her organization. Um, yeah. and for those of you guys that don't know her, she's a, she's an orthodontist here in, in our town a massive company and super successful. Um, so let's dive into kind of your story. I mean, you can go back as far as you want, just kind of get the listeners to know who you are. Um, I know a lot of your story is like athletics growing up and all that kind of stuff. So let's, let's mm-hmm. kind of hear who you are and what you got going on.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I was, uh, I was a teacher and a coach, uh, I was a special education teacher actually for 10 years, um, had some, uh, coached, you know, basketball, football, baseball, powerlifting, Uh, You know, I played college football at Eastern Michigan and Saginaw Valley. Uh, Once I became a teacher, I, you know, coached all the sports and all the things, worked with the athletes on all different levels. Um, And then a little over five years ago now, uh, I had a couple of large tragedies in my life. Uh, Really the first big losses I'd ever endured, I lost my grandpa, um, who was kind of the patriarch of the entire Maynard family. Uh, and then, like, 18 months after that, I lost my dad, like, completely unexpectedly. Um, he was only, like, 55 years old. Um, you know, one one night, uh, yeah. wasn't with us anymore. I, you know, went to went to be with the Lord. But uh, that took me into a spiral, man, of reflection of, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? You know, Dad spent 35 years at General yep. Motors. Is what I'm doing supposed to be what I'm doing? And, man, it, it became really apparent to me not of what should i do but what i shouldn't be doing anymore and it had nothing to do with i don't know i don't care about the kids anymore i'm not a good teacher anymore nothing to do with that um but just this visceral gut feeling of like this just doesn't seem like it is me anymore there seems to be something like i'm getting urges and i'm getting drive and motivation of like things that i don't understand Right. And I'm having like entrepreneurial thoughts um, of like, I remember looking at my pay scale as a teacher and being like, all right, 30 <laughs> years, you know, master's degree. And I'm yeah, like, Ooh, yeah. that's like depressing. And not even that the number is depressing. It's like still pretty decent money. I mean, obviously, I think all teachers should get paid way more yeah. than they do. Um, but just knowing of like, oh, so yep. that's as good as it's going to get. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm I'm not okay with that. Like, I have competed my entire life. And now I find myself 10 years yeah. down the road and I'm not competing. Like, I'm coaching. I'm working out. Sure. But, like, what am I really competing in? And I think that was the biggest yeah. um, kind of awakening or, like, origin story. Like, whatever you want to call the good marketing stuff um, that finally came to me was, like, I'm not competing and I need to compete. So that's kind of where it all started of, like, man, there's a sport here called uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> called business ownership yeah. that, like, you can play that. That's an infinite game. There's no end. You can just compete all day long with people who you don't even know you're competing with or whatever, right? And it's like – that and that's that's where it kind of started with me of, like, okay, let's go in. Let's help athletes. You know, we've done that. We're We're, we're good at that. Uh, but let's help them in a way that is not out there very much. And that's the mindset, the mental side of the game. I
1: love that. Sorry. I think we might even be a little delayed here, but I was just going to say like, um, for me growing up, like as a student, um, which is kind of weird, like I, like I'm actually pretty athletic, but I didn't play a lot of sports for whatever reason, but like the school system, um, I feel like failed me kind of a little bit in a way, because I've always been very entrepreneurial minded and, like, as you know, like the school system is just not geared that way at all. Um, and so like, I feel like for kids that are that way, like it's, it's really doing them a disservice in a way. So when I I remember when you first started Maynard leadership, I was like, that's actually pretty sweet because there's a, there's like a huge pocket for that. Like, I didn't know, like, I don't know how you make money doing it, but I know there's like a huge need for it, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, and I, I agree with you so much. I mean, I just look at, how I viewed my dad and my grandpa and what work meant, you know, and then about how my kids view me and work. Like they come, they might walk in that door right there and be like, are you working daddy? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, what are you doing? I'm doing leadership. Right. And they're like, daddy's got to go in his office and work. And like, you know, that's totally different how my kids are going to explain what work is. It's like, oh, man, I'm raising little entrepreneurs. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and I know yeah, you are, too, yeah, Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, my my daughter's five now and she's just kind of asking questions like, so wait, like, are you the boss or like, do you have a boss? Like, how does that work? Like, she's like the wheels are turning, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. And I, I get to talk to her about the the differences and how all that works, but no, that's cool. So like in your family growing up, like, was there anyone in your family that was an entrepreneur that kind of put that bug in you or, or how do you think you kind of got that?
0: Yeah, no, um, not anything more than a small side hustle of, you know, I, I paint a little bit on the side or, you know, a little bit of construction jobs on the, nothing that was like, that's how they made a living. Um, which was super. It's like, I'm like changing the family tree, uh, completely, because yeah, I, and I think it all had to do with that competitiveness and like this willingness to be like, I, I don't want to be comfortable. Like I, I, I've never lived there. I don't want to live there. I, it's just I, I get content like that. Um, so it's like I need something yeah. that I can never be comfortable with. <laughs> so that's so that's what we helped. So and that what that kind of did, what, what that kind of did was we started doing that where were are doing it well, um, you know, and helping leaders and in uh, teams in the, in the sports industry. And then we had some leaders and yep. this, it kind of branched at the church and they were like uh, some business people were like, you know, Hey, the thing you do with athletes, like I was an athlete and, and business is really competitive. You know, I could use some help with that. Do you do that? And you know, and you know how it is. We first started a business. Your answer is always absolutely. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. And then you go back to your team and you say, how do we do that? Right. Which all of you who are listening probably know exactly what I mean. Hey, do you guys clean gutters? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: (laughs) And what I, it got to be really fun. I got to really find my calling in that of like, man, there's a big um, impact with this because these leaders are affecting a lot of employees, a lot of middle managers, like, wow, that's really cool that we're changing those lives and that we're making a difference there. Um, So that's what kind of got me into be like, okay, let's go down the path. Let's get all these certifications. Let's get all the schooling. Let's get all the training. You know, let's figure out what in my life, you know, did I learn about leadership? And I woke up and I'm like, I've been doing leadership my whole life. I've been standing in front of a team. I've been the captain of a sports team. I've been a teacher standing in front of students. You know, I've been a department head. I mean, all it's like I've literally led people my entire life. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. what did I learn from that? And then we started breaking that down for, you know, we we're like, man, we have a process here that gets some results. Um, so that became really fun for me to make kind of a bigger impact on a bigger level and take this thing that I learned and was good at in sports and now spread it, you know, into the business world. Um, yeah. It's more impact, you know, helping more people uh, and, you know, help more people win. No, that,
1: that's really cool. So let's dive in a little bit because like I'm a big believer. Um, I don't know, like a business is so hard. It's like it is so hard that if you're not like if you're not bred for it, I don't think like you'll either a you'll just never build a big business or B, you'll just quit. It's just too hard to like mm-hmm. not love it. Um, but like for sure, I think one of the like best traits a, a business owner can have is just like mental toughness, like being able to weather the nastiest of storms and like still be motivated to keep pushing forward. I know for me, like in our e-commerce business, brave American, like, um, we've had huge success with it, but we've also like gone through some really, really hard things that like, like really tested me. Like I'm like from like a mental health standpoint, even of just like, gosh, like, is this worth it? Like, like I've never Mm -hmm. felt the way I'm feeling in this moment right now. Like what, like just crazy stuff. So, um, but being like, when you get to the other side of that storm, like, It's just like the ability to, um, know like when the next thing comes, like when that next thing comes now, I'm always just like, all I know is that if I made it through that last thing, like I can make it through this thing. You know what I mean? So it's just like building blocks, but what Mm -hmm. is your, what is your opinion on like, um, I guess mental toughness when it comes to business or the importance of it, or, or is that something you can teach or is that something that people just have?
0: You know, I think it's a little bit of both. I I think that, you know, when it comes to, because like business ownership is slightly different than leadership. Like there's a leadership aspect to it, right? Mm -hmm. But the business ownership side, like you have to be incredibly passionate um, about the thing you're doing. But there's a caveat to that. You can be incredibly passionate about serving people and, you know, you run a power washing company. Or you mm-hmm. mow lawns. Like yep. it's it's how you view that. It's your perspective of that. I mean, one of my mentors is a crazy successful dude, and he would absolutely argue that he's doing exactly what he loves, and they do they run a pesticide business. Yeah. And right? it's like, do I love pesticides? No, but I I love giving people opportunity to change their lives and provide them with a way to support their families. Oh, okay. Right now, you know, for for people like me and you, like we, we were, were blessed with the opportunity to do exactly what we love, yeah. Right, and and brave American and, and and serving the veterans and, and you know pushing that pushing that mission forward, like that's awesome and powerful. Um, and so I think that business ownership is going to require it's uh um, oh man I can't think of the name but the book is called Grit. It's basically mm-hmm. a combo of passion and perseverance. Uh, Angela Duckworth is is who wrote that. And I think it is the perfect definition to help a business owner. Like you have to be willing to persevere. I mean, I remember sitting on the steps, putting on cold, wet boots, going to swing a hammer with AirPods in my ears, still doing training and stuff. And my wife going, man, I I think we might have to sell the house. (laughs) And me going, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. We probably should have sold it three months ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know that type of thing. Like you got to be willing to go through that. Yeah. Otherwise, you you will you'll just quit. Like if you're not resilient like that and passionate and have that, you know that underlying like I'm not quitting. Type of deal. uh, Then yeah, you won't make it. You won't make it. So I I think that's yeah. I I would say that that's my biggest opinion on it is like you got to have those two things.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is kind of jump subjects a little bit, but I know one of the biggest complaints with the guys listening to the show and gals probably, um, is attracting good, uh, employees and keeping them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the job market's really harder right now, like it is for everybody, but like, you know, I, I think if somebody could like give some advice or crack a code on, you know, how to incentivize or how to keep employees longer or, and, and maybe you do or don't have some information on this that you teach. Um, but I think it's like a, a big leadership portion. Cause like what I found at least is like, like, yeah, you got to have like good compensation plans in place. You got to have good benefits for your employees. Like they, like at the end of the day they have to pay their bills and feed their families. But what is it on top of that where they're like, you know, they get a dollar an hour raise offer from somebody else, but they're not willing to take it because something about you yeah. and something about your business. Like, do you teach that yeah. at all? And if so, what do you have to say about it?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people talk about the word culture and honestly I kind of boycott yeah. the word cause it's so big. Like people are like, we gotta, we gotta improve our culture. Let's do a company picnic. And you're like, that's, yeah, not, gonna right. do it, man. that's <laughs> not gonna no, no. Like, buy some, yeah. buy some hot dogs, but culture is so huge. Uh, it's like it's no one single thing. Like culture is the compensation plan. Um, you know, it's the signing bonus. It's the leader. It's your um, organizational structure. Like it is all of it, right? It's not any one thing. So, but I would say the sole the sole reason and like you know how how I've trained my clients to you know attract attention um, or keep it more importantly is like is 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 leadership. It's being the leader um, that someone attack, like this has been a question that I get asked um, all the time. It seems like, and I always struggle answering it, but like, it's just how I show up. Like it's, it's my wife used to say it all the time. I would stand at the end of the hallway with my arms crossed very confidently. And like she used to say, I would just stare through people's soul. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, So it's just like when people encounter that type of confidence and resilience and perseverance and passion, like you can't fake it. You're like immediately, you're like, I need to attach myself to this person because they're going to win whether they lose a million times or not.
1: Hmm.
0: And like it just seems seems safe. It seems exciting. um, And I don't really care if I get a dollar an hour or more here. I know in the long run that this is the place for me to be because I'm going to be the combination of uh, success and satisfaction and fulfillment, which is what people are looking for more now than just the single dollar. Right. I mean, we got our generation who bounced around how many times? You know, I'm sure there's stats out there 17 times, who knows? But the generation coming up behind us, like they watched us do that and they're stressed out. They're like actually i just want to find the thing right from the get-go <laughs> like yep. the thing that makes me happy and that satisfies me and that i can be successful in instead of like bouncing around like we you know like our generation did um so i i just think overall presence uh, how you carry yourself um and i think that if you are the leader or the business or like you need to be a part of that because they they they're gonna buy into you before your brand before your vision, but like they're gonna buy into the leader before anything else, you know. And, and so that's that's the main thing that I teach. Like you need to be a part of those things if you want this person, you go get them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, I think like um, I think like in the early days of Brave American, really the first like two years, like Mitch and I were so hands on in that business, working like side by side with our guys like this could be actually into another question that you may or may not have an answer for, but like we were so hands on in the business and doing like, like way more than our employees. They were watching us like do the same jobs they were doing. Cause we were building the business from scratch that there was a huge, um, it was like a morale boost. Like there was something about them seeing the leaders, like be willing to do what they had to do every day, um, whether mm-hmm. they were good jobs or not. But at the same time, I would say the major mistake that we made with that was like, when we started to transition out of that phase, more into like an operator role where we could start to be working on the business rather in the business all day. Um, it was, it was kind of like a culture shock to the employees a little bit because, Oh no, now Matt and Mitch aren't here every day. You know, all I, who do I go? Like, I know I have a manager now, but like, I'm so used to coming to them. And then like, Oh, there's a little bit of resentment built because like, Uh, Matt worked from home today because all his stuff is marketing on the computer and like, but what's, you know, it's like all this stuff. So like, these were like little things that we've learned along the way. But, um, I will say like throughout all the businesses I've owned, the core reason people love working for us is because like, we're just willing to do whatever it takes. And like Mm -hmm. the first one there, the last one to leave. Um, and like, they know that like, even on the hard days, like they know that, you know, I would be right there next to them doing that. So, um, Mm -hmm. at scale, how does that work? Like when, when you go from having, you know, one or two employees and you're stuck on a truck mowing lawns every day to now you've got, you know, five or 10 trucks on the road and you have all the employees doing the physical labor for you. Um, what does that look like from a leadership standpoint that you think maybe employees still find important without building resentment to you, like working on the business rather in the business?
0: Yeah. Excellent communication. Of that like when it's time to realign make sure that everyone is met with is realigned with understands the new role that you'll be taking and why you're taking it and who's gonna be their point person now and why right and and always like anytime you make any type of change creating an atmosphere and environment of feedback asking them Have your leaders ask them, "Hey, how are we doing? How can we do better?" Hmm. Always. So you're constantly listening. Like you're not saying, "Just because I listen, I have to do everything they're saying." Right. But you're gonna take. You're gonna always have that heartbeat. Yeah. You know. Um. And I and I think there's still a certain level that uh, of your own presence that, like, because I guarantee you, still at times going there and you're, you know, you're making a a, a wooden sign or whatever yep. every now and then, yep. or you're helping load the boxes. So like, there's always a level of like, look, I'll never ask you to do anything that I haven't already done a hundred times. Yeah. Right. I used to tell my kids that, um, I used to tell my, my athletes that when I coached them and then I would always follow that up with, but there's not much I haven't done. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, I might make you climb the stadium stairs backwards on your hands and knees, but guess what? That's because I've already done it ten times, and it sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, that's the type yeah. of thing. Like, the, the courage to go first. You know, and then they have to know that because, you know, I mean, say Matt, you bring people in now, like they're be like, hey, yeah, Matt's yeah. the boss. You know, Matt, Matt and Mitchell the boss. But like, I haven't seen them work in the you know, in the, in yeah. the, in the factory yeah. or, or whatever. Um, but you're like, yeah. but the, the vet, the, the other guy who's been here for three years has like, yeah, I work shoulder to shoulder with them, you know? So yeah. over, over communicating, making sure there's very clear lines of demarcation. Um, it, Like that's the way to make sure that no one has that resentment or ambiguity, you know, or oh, I, I used to talk to Matt now I got to talk to Bob or Susie. Like, hey, bring that in and realign it Uh, so people always know where they stand, so people always have a way to provide feedback about their leadership, right? Like, that is the secret sauce of everything. It's like, if you ever want to know how to get better, just ask the people around you. Like, they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, they will tell you.
1: (laughs) I always say, uh, like, if you want to like expedite your success in business, go find somebody who's done what you're trying to do and just mimic their process. Like you can tweak things to, you know, be your own, your own thing. Cause you're your own individual and everyone's different. But like, if I'm trying to build a window cleaning business, it would be stupid for me not to try to find somebody who's done, you know, who's, who's already at $5 million in sales a year and learn as much mm-hmm. as I can from them, implement their systems into my business. So, um, Yeah, that's, that's really good. So we'll go into, to one more topic here before we jump off, but, um, I know you do sales training, um, and with sales training, the first thing that pops in my head is like goals. Um, what's your, like, what's your theory or thoughts on like goal setting? Um, like, what do you, what do you teach about goal setting? Uh, I, I like you, you can wrap it around whatever, but like specifically in sales training, um, like how do those two things relate and, and how do you see like most organizations doing that? Are they setting, are they setting these massive unobtainable goals, um, because they want to shoot for the moon? Are they setting obtainable goals? And, and the reason I ask the question is this, like, let's say I set a goal for, you know, I'm trying to do a million dollars in sales. Um, mm-hmm. I have found that when I set my goals, like I've almost come like within like a thousand dollars of my goals, like every year. And it's, it's just yeah. strange. Like, it's a strange thing of like, what if I were to, you know, and you hear about like a Grant Cardone, it's like, Oh no, you need a 10 extra goals. Like if you want to make a hundred thousand, you need to shoot for a million. But it's like, well, that's not really obtainable because I'm in my first year of business. But like, what are your thoughts on goal setting and sales training and all that stuff?
0: Yeah. I, you know, the way that we do sales, we break it down into four kind of areas and I brought on uh, one of my business, one of my business partners, his name is Jeremy Klein. He's grown, uh, you know, in online sales business from 10 million to 110 million, literally in like less wow. than 10 years. Um, so I brought him on. And honestly, this dude has taught me so much. Um, and he is a wealth of knowledge. And honestly, if there's anything I've helped him with, yep. it's how to take all of that, and simplify it. So we, we break it down into four, into four areas, really. The, the people, which is the leadership, like the sales manager, the sales director and how they're doing things um and then the process like what's your overall process and is it simple like is it like four steps like so that you know where did i screw up where did this go wrong All right and then your methods like how are you communicating right like is it uh you know is it a very direct method where you're pitching or is it a much more relational method you know where you're question asking Yep. Right. So your methods and then your metrics. What are the numbers? And that, that's kind of what, what you're hitting on here. Um, so I mean, I think a good way to put it is always to have um some type of like two sets of numbers basically. Uh, one is like we have to hit this. Like it's almost like here's your minimum requirements. Yeah. Right. But here's your goal. Right. And the goal is is usually just out of reach. Yep. You know what I mean? The goal is just out of reach. But one of the things that I like to do best um, with sales reps or, what, or sales organizations, things like that, is when we're talking to sales managers or sales directors, sales leaders, and how they deal with their TMs, you, you create a, such a compensation uh, plan, initiative, incentivization, whatever you want to call it, um, so that they can. the more they win, the more you win, the more the customer wins. Win, win, win. Right? Right. Well, what we like to do is say, okay, let's say, okay, Matt, the, Matt, the sales rep, the salesperson, the sales pro, how much do you want to make next year? I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Well, let's break that down backwards. All right. So if we're good with our numbers, I can say, well, your base is 50, right? And you get a 10, I don't know, 10% commission. Yep. Right. And then if you grow 10% over last year. Right, you get um you you get a year over year growth, uh profit share, whatever you want to call it. And you say, okay, the average product is at, you know, is gonna be a hundred dollars. And now we can break this down and be like to sell a product, you need to make ten calls. So now I can take you all the way backwards from in order to make a hundred thousand, you're gonna need to make this many calls per day. Hmm. So you go, oh. You just took this massive thing that I had and said, well, here's how you start accomplishing that tomorrow. And then you say, is that doable? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know you said you want to make $100,000. you are going to make 200 calls a day. How's that sound? Right. And then so you can start to break that down from 30,000 feet to six inches tomorrow. And yeah. man, sales reps really like that. Because most of the time it's like, okay, I know exactly how much that I need to that I need to work. I know exactly the activity that I need to do, right? Because my performance level is X. You know, I have a 50% closing ratio or whatever. So based on my performance level, I need to have this much activity. Yep. Now, the better your performance level, the less activity you need to get the same the result. So that's yeah. where you can start to play with both of those kind of arenas of performance and activity. So my business partner, Jeremy Klein, has taught me a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, it's the same thing. I mean, like, like guys, I'll I'll talk to the owner pressure cleaning business, let's say, and they're like, well, my average, my average jobs, let's just say $500. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we know that you want to do 150,000 sales your first year, average tickets, $500. We know that your direct mail campaigns get a half a percent return rate. So we need to send X amount of postcards to get X amount of calls, you close 70% of those calls and there's your revenue. So it's just all re- reverse engineering everything. But I think yep. most people don't know, um, either they don't have the data to reverse engineer the plan um, or they just don't know how that process works. So I think like for me in the early days, especially my home service company, um, the Dirt Hunter, we were, you know, we didn't have that data to go off of. So we're kind of shooting from the hip a little bit. But once you have that data and like you have that proven system, it's just all about more reps.
0: Yes. And I would say if there's like any, like one, like, Hey, okay. Hey, Desi, I need one thing for tomorrow. Like, don't be the hero, be the guide, help your customer be the hero, right? Let me come in and help you solve your problem. Cause it's not my problem. It's your problem. So don't own their problem for them. Let them own it so that then when they get a result and they accomplish it, they're the hero. Mm -hmm. So if you can come into that and be like, I'm not the guru on the mountain coming in to fix your consulting or to, to power wash your thing. Like at the end of the day, you were the smart one that brought in a professional. You're the hero. I just came in and washed your thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd say like, that is the biggest, like, Hey guys, tomorrow, like, pitch less serve more.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: You know what I mean? I think that's like that. That's a quick like hitter for some people like, yeah, but I got to go sell seven jobs tomorrow. Like perfect. Here's just a tiny perspective tweak. Figure out ways to make your customer the hero, not you.
1: No, that's really good. Cause most people are, are really trying to sell themselves. Um, and I think there's an aspect to it that's important, but but no, I really like that. i never heard anyone say that before.
0: Oh yeah. That it's, 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 it's so important because they're like, well, they called us, right? Yeah. Um, look, they called you because they have a problem, help them solve it and then say, Hey, it was, this was all you, yeah. you know, how can we, how can we help you figure this out? Uh, and it's a big, big difference. You, you're pitching less. It's less stressful. Um, on the salesperson, whoever's selling the thing, it's way less stressful. Cause I don't have to be the yeah, guru. No. I just have to be the guide. Right. And yeah, that's, that, that's really helped us. And it's a really quick way to just like, cause you'll tweak how you ask your questions, how you say your things. Um, and it's a, it's a really quick change that you can make.
1: I like that. I like that. Cool. Well, where can, um, where can these folks find you? Cause I think you have a lot to offer them. Um, you know, I, have done some business consulting and stuff for probably a lot of these guys that have listened, but, uh, you know, when it comes to leadership, like I wouldn't say it's my strong suit at all. Like I'm really good at marketing. I'm good at, at growing businesses, but, um, uh, when it comes to leading people, like I'd say I'm average. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> um, so, so, so where can these people find you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say best place to find us is go straight to our website, www.mainerleadership.com. You know, you can learn all about us there. If you if you want more value than what we've given you today, I've got a four day leadership challenge. You just plug your email in. You get a new video every single day. Um, you get action items. You get. I mean, it's called a challenge for a reason. Um, it's going to challenge you a little bit, but I guarantee results on it. You will become a better leader. You know, and then, hey, if you want to talk to me, my calendar link is right on there. Just click apply for coaching and you can pick a time talk to me you'll get all the automations and all, and all the good stuff right there. But maynoreleadership.com, um, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to serve in any way that we can.
1: Okay, cool, man. Well, Hey, I super appreciate you being on the show. You guys reach out to Desi. He's the man, especially when it comes to leadership. He knows what he's talking about. He's lived it in many, many ways. Um, but I'm just, I'm pumped, dude, to see that you're, you're jamming and super successful now. And it feels, I don't know what it is, but like the last couple of weeks, I've talked to just a handful of different people and your names popped up and I'm like, I know we tried to connect, gosh, it was probably six months or a year ago now. Uh, yeah. And it just never happened, never happened. And, and so I'm glad it finally did. So thanks for being on the show.
0: Hey, absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me. man. this was an absolute blast. I love these conversations. When we make it big, you know, uh, you know, LOL <laughs> joke, uh, when we make it big, we just, we'll just sit and do this all day.
1: Yeah, and We'll dude, just this find a full, ways to job.
0: serve at a mass level. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. So let's, Let's do it again. Hey, we're just we're launching the Maynard Leadership Show early September. So we'll have you on there and uh and we'll drop some more, we'll let you drop some more knowledge on, you know, how you build something from an idea into what it is now. Love it. Love I think it. that'd would, be awesome. That'd be pretty cool too. So absolutely, man. Thanks for having cool. me. Yeah, guys, no have problem, a wonderful day.
1: All right. So you guys take care. Thanks for uh for tuning in. And we will have a new show for you next week. Have a great week.